Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so folks, man, we have a loaded show for you today. Uh, you know, Texas DAs, the Texas District Attorney's Office, whether it's Colleen, Texas, whether it's Austin, Texas, could have, you know, they could have stopped a mass shooting uh, by previously prosecuting the actual shooter. So let's talk about that. Your Texas district attorneys, you know, in these liberal cities, we're talking Colleen, Texas, a liberal DA. We're talking Austin, Texas, a liberal DA, actually had the opportunity to stop the mass shooting that happened in Austin, Texas, back in 2021 on 6th Street, where several people were shot and one person actually died from that shooting. So let's go back a little bit. Tyler Allison was shot in 2019 or 2019-2020 while waiting for an Uber near Austin Police Station. You know, this guy, you know, just finished going downtown 6th Street. Uh, He walked over to the police station to wait for his Uber to pick him up, to take him back home. And random people were shooting at each other, end up shooting Tyler, an innocent person. And, you know, he now he has metal parts in his leg. Also, Lawrence Leitner and Nick Cantor are the family members of Mr. Cantor, who was actually shot and killed the mass shooting that took place on 6th Street in 2021. But you know what? Let's go back a little bit. In 2020, Charles Davis Dre was actually shot also. He was shot in Killeen, Texas, randomly going into a store. This guy decided he was just going to pull a gun and fire rounds at, you know, at Charles Davis Dre because he didn't like the way he was looking at him. And you ask, you know, and I want to I want to ask you, you know, what do all these shootings have in common? One took place in 2019. One took place in 2020. The other one took place in 2021. What do they have in common? Well, allegedly. All of these are the same shooter. That's right. So your district attorneys had the opportunity to stop these shootings, and they have not prosecuted prosecuted anyone even today. Here we are in 2022, and no one's been prosecuted. 2019, 
Tyler was shot. 2020, Charles Davis Dre was shot. 2021, Doug Cantor was shot and killed. And no one's been prosecuted still to this day. Your district attorneys, your DA in Austin, Texas, or Colleen, Texas, had the opportunity to stop these shootings because allegedly they're by this same shooter. Can't even make this stuff up, people. Can't even make it up. All three shootings have one thing in common. The shooter was the allegedly DeAndre Jamiris White is the name of the shooter. And something needs to be done. In other news, the LA, uh, LA Police Department, they're being trained in ancient occult practice of witching to solve crimes. And, you know, we're going to talk about that also later in the show. But you know what? There's some breaking news. There's some breaking news from the federal government. That's right. Your ATF, your alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Guess what they've done? Yes, people. Uh, FRTs, force reset triggers, are now banned. So if you own one, you are now a felon. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives recently examined devices commonly known as force reset triggers, FRTs, and has determined that some of them are firearms and machine guns, as defined in the National Firearms Act, the NFA, and machine guns as defined in the Gun Control Act, GSA. These particular FRTs are being marketed as replacement triggers for AR-type firearms, unlike traditional triggers and binary triggers, sometimes referred to as generally as FRTs, the subject FRTs do not require shooters to pull and then subsequently release the trigger to fire a second shot. Instead, these FRTs, these force reset triggers, utilize the firing cycle to eliminate the need for the shooter to release the trigger before a second shot is fired. By contrast, some aftermarket triggers have similar components, but also incorporate a disconnector or similar feature to ensure that the trigger must be released before a second shot may be fired and may, be, may not be a machine gun. So what they're saying, people, is that any weapon which shoots or is designed to shoot or can be readily restored to shoot automatically more than one shot without manual reloading by a single function of the trigger. The term shall also include the frame or receiver or of any such weapon, any part designed and intended solely and exclusively or a combination of parts designed and intended for use and converting a weapon into a machine gun and any combination of parts from which a machine gun can be assembled if such parts are in the possession or under the control of a person, you're now considered a felon if, you're, if you did not go through the NFA process. The ATF's examination found that some FRT devices allow for a firearm to automatically expel more than one shot with a single continuous pull of the trigger. For this reason, ATF has concluded that FRTs that function in this way are a combination of parts designed and intended for use in converting a weapon into a machine gun. And hence, ATF has classified these devices as a machine gun as defined in the National Firearms Act and GCA. Accordingly, ATF's position is that any FRT that allows a firearm to automatically expel more than one shot with a single continuous pull of the trigger is a machine gun. 
and is accordingly subject to the GSA prohibitions and regarding the position the possession regarding the possession transfer and transport of machine guns under 18 USC so if you're in possession of these your alcohol tobacco and firearms that agency has now created law you know and, and if you're familiar with the constitution you're familiar with how our laws are actually made in this country you would know that you know by executive order you know, your president can do certain things. It has certain powers. Uh, Congress, you know, has powers to do certain things, a lot of things. And then the judicial branch has the power to interpret that and, and, and give us the interpretation of that in which creates certain things. But guess what? Now, apparently, the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms has powers that are not in the Constitution. They can interpret and create law. How did they get these powers? Apparently, we've allowed them to do it without even holding anything back. We've allowed the ATF to come in and turn hundreds of thousands of Americans into felons overnight. If you're in possession of a FRT, a force reset trigger, according to the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, you're now con considered a felon. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace, this is Maj Touré. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back. Like I said, we have a lot to talk about today because, you know, we're, we're talking about the same shooting. We're, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of frustrated because... We, we have an opportunity to prevent crime here. We have an opportunity to stop the the violence. And time after time, you have your liberal mayors in these different cities, you know, want to come after legal gun owners instead of going after people that are not supposed to be in possession of firearms in the first place, people that are committing crimes. Instead of doing that, they focus their attention on the legal gun owners instead of the actual criminals. And so... I, <laughs> I, I want to talk about this shooting that happened in Colleen, Texas. Uh, one person injured in a shooting casings are found at a local store and give you kind of a breakdown of actually what happened. So this happened back in Colleen, Texas, uh, back in May of 2020. And Colleen police, you know, they they investigated a person suffering from gunshot wounds and uh, showed up at a local hospital. And police say that they were called to the Mickey's convenience food store. Uh, where one person was shot and they found shell casings and uh, it was just a really bloody scene. And we actually have a vehicle, which we'll show you later on, because I want to bring in uh, um, the mother of the victim of this. And we'll show you the the, the pictures a little later uh, where, you know, the guy basically went to a convenience store in Colleen, Texas. And when they pull up to the store to gather vehicle, and the uh, the lady, the young lady that was with the young man, you knew one of the guys in the vehicle, said, hi, how you doing? Gave him a hug. And because the young man looked back at the guy in the vehicle, he didn't like the way he looked at him. He pulled out a gun and just started firing rounds. He fired nine shots into the vehicle. If the guy hadn't ducked, he would be dead today. You know, un- you know, fortunately, he was just injured. But it was just blood everywhere. Uh, the young lady had to put him in a vehicle. They had to drive to the hospital uh, and, and you know, get him some assistance there pretty quick. It was just a crazy, bloody, bloody scene. There was so much blood that they had to total the vehicle. And there are nine shots in the side of this vehicle. Like I said, we'll show you this later. Uh, but, you know, I want to I do want to bring into the conversation the mother. Uh, I do want to uh, talk with. Let me see here. Uh, uh, the mother, uh, which is Nicole Clegg Andrews. I want to talk with Nicole that tell us a little about a little bit about, you know, what happened that particular day and who's the person that allegedly pulled the trigger. Who is the shooter? Nicole, welcome to come and talk. Hi, how y'all doing? Um, actually I knew Colleen was bad. I'm going to say this. I'm, I was a military member. I was in the army for 10 years and my husband was in the army for 22 Oh, so, so, you're, you're, so you're a United States Army veteran serving yes, our country, yes. who's, who served yeah. our country. Yeah, okay. All right, go ahead, Nicole. So I never thought that, because we was in Columbia working, and I came home because I have a house here. I had a house. I sold my house. I never thought that I would get that phone call. So we was at friend, a friend's house, and I kept getting these phone calls. And I, I was looking at my phone like, okay, I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to ignore it. But I, I, I end up answering my call. And like, what's going on? And they said they got shot. Who? And, I, and, my work, and I'm going to tell you how I sound. Who? Because I was hurt. 
who got shot. Yeah, and like, that's what that's Because you're wondering who is they? Yeah, who? And I was like, who got shot? They said Chucky and, and Kiki. I could not even hold my phone. I looked at my husband. I looked at my friend. I said, no. I never thought that. I mean, it happened. It happened. I was like, no. He was at Metroplex. So I go to Metroplex. It was called Metroplex at that time. And that's the hospital? Mm-hmm. Okay. We went to Metroplex, and I stood there, and I looked at my car, because it was my car. And I'm looking like, I seen nine bullet holes. The first thing I did was look back at those doors of the hospital. I looked back at them, and I was thinking, Nicole, go check on your son. When I walked in that hospital, they looked at me and said, he's okay. If my son had not ducked, he had been killed. And it all happened because they left out of a store, and my son looked at Andre White, and I'm going to call his name Andre White, and looked at him because he looked at him wrong. Andre White pulled that gun out and started shooting. And and see, and, and and the funny thing about this is, you know, DeAndre... White is the same shooter in Austin, in Austin, Texas, of the mass shooting that we had. Mm-hmm. The same DeAndre White is allegedly the same shooter that pulled the trigger, you know, and responsible for injuring like over a dozen people and killing one person in Austin, Texas, of a mass shooting in downtown Austin in 2021. And you're saying your shooting took place what year? It was um, the, the the year following because I told my son it was 2020. But I, let me tell you what I told my son. I, the, the, the detectives came to my home and pulled out different pictures of people. The detective made a mistake and said, because he didn't want me to know who he was. He said, Dre. I looked at the detective. I said, you called his name. That's how I said it. You called his name. It's Dre. You don't want me to know that. I told him. I said, you did not want me to know that. Yeah. Dre shot my son. He did. And I looked at him. I said, okay, but it's nothing I could do about it. You all have to do something about it. So I called the detective um, after that shooting in Austin. I kept calling KBP. I said, let me tell you something. So let's go back. Let's go back a little bit. So you, you, so once the shooting, your son, your son was shot in 2020. And mm-hmm. so you heard about the shooting that happened in Austin, Texas in 2021 mm-hmm. And you remember mm-hmm. that name of DeAndre White, and you said, you know what? Let me call the detectives and say, hey, that shooting that yep. happened in Austin, Texas was the same person that shot my son in 2020 yep. in Colleen, Texas. Yep. Go ahead. And how I because my son told me. He, he called me up. I was at work, and he said, Mom, look at this picture. And he said the dude had dreads. Well, I have to say dude. He said he had dreads. Mom, he said, Mom, that's the same one that shot me. I said, I know. I know it's him. And I think we got mm-hmm. pictures of this little punk, too. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure we have a picture of this little punk. You know, I, wanna, I want everyone to see this punk that allegedly did this. All right. Go ahead. So how can you... Because I, 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 my son's 28. But my thing is, how can you just, just, just literally carry a gun around? Mm-hmm. Because you're mad because somebody looks at you and you want to start shooting. You you just want to start shooting at somebody because you're mad. And that's what he did in Austin, Texas. Let me tell you what I told my son. My son is terrorized by that. Because I was in the Army. Mm-hmm. So I already know 
if you get shot at, you're going to have some PTSD. That's what I get my disability from. This I told my son. I said, listen, Chucky, don't worry about Dre. I said, I'm going to tell you something, son. He's going to do it again. He's going to get caught. And he got caught a year later. I said, he's going to do it again. And he did. Mm. My son called me right now. He, so, my son so, so, is so, I want to call right now. Okay, so I want to make sure you know. So he did. He did this shooting. Uh, he shot your son. Your son in 2020, and then you see the news reports of what happened in Austin, Texas. They released the name of the person that was allegedly responsible for the shooting in Austin, Texas, of the mass shooting, and they released the name of DeAndre White. And so you say. You 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 get online and you Google and you search for the family members of the victim in Austin, Texas. I think we lost her for a second. She'll come back. I think she's trying to get her son on the phone because I think he's calling in as well. I'm here. I'm All here. Right. I'm okay. here. I'm All right, go ahead. So so you 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 actually went on Google. You went online and searched for the victim's family of the person that was shot and killed I in did. Austin, Texas. The cancer. I did. I did. And then what happened? Well, I was like just thinking about the shooting. And I remember my son calling me, well, showing me the picture. And he says, Mom, that's Dre. That's the one that shot me. I said, no. Because I remember him saying he had dread. So I started thinking about some things. And I called. The, I, I, I looked them up. At first, I talked to the son. Well, the son called me back. And then the uncle called me. And I was like, I can't let this go. Because mm-hmm. Dre White got he got away with a lot of things. I can't let this go. So I started reaching out to family members and they started calling me. Mm, That's sad. It's senseless. It's sad. It's, I want Dre. I hate to say it. I used to be a correctional officer. Go ahead. You can say it. He might not like what I'm going to say, but I want Dre White to get the death penalty. Mm. I do. I'm sorry. I do. Cause you can't just oh oh, oh I got a gun. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go shoot somebody. No, you cannot do that, son. No, I want you to die. I really do. <laughs> I and and do. the the you sad the sad thing about this is the their district attorney in Colleen, Texas, had an opportunity to stop the the mass shooting that took place in Austin, Texas, and they did nothing. And also, we're gonna prevent we're gonna present another case to you where they had an opportunity to stop. The shooting in the mass shooting in Austin, Texas, and they did nothing. They also had an opportunity to stop the shooting that took place in Colleen, Texas, and they did nothing. There was an opportunity to stop both of those shootings because there's another shooting that took place in 2019, and your DA in Austin, Texas did nothing. Your DA in Colleen, Texas did nothing, and nothing has been done. They don't think you're stupid, they know you're stupid. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hi, this is Stephen Williford, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We're back. We got some breaking news, some breaking news, breaking news coming from the federal government. That's right. The alcohol, tobacco, and firearms says that, well, the definition of a machine gun, just so you know, according to the 26 USC, says that any weapon which shoots is designed to shoot or can be readily restored to shoot automatically more than one shot without manual reloading by a single function of the trigger. The term shall also include the frame or receiver of any such weapon, any part designed and intended solely exclusively or a combination of parts designed and intended for use in converting a weapon into a machine gun. The ATF says that, guess what, folks? ATF's examination found that the FRT devices allow a firearm to automatically expel more than one shot with a single continuous pull of the trigger and is considered an NFA item, National Firearms Act item, and it's considered something that you need to pay a $200 tax stamp fee and get permission from the federal government and get it registered with the serial number. And if you have one of those, you are committing a felony. They've literally turned thousands of citizens into felons overnight. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands of citizens into felons overnight by a stroke of a pen. I've heard estimations that there are a quarter million of those out. Are they really? Uh-huh. And by the end of the year, 500,000. Mm. Because mm. they're still for sale on Rare Breed's website. Mm. Rare Breed has not been raided by the ATF. Mm. And what's what's probably going to happen is they're going to raid them, serve them with a warrant, get a list of in names and addresses and telephone numbers of people that own those. Most likely, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So you know, get ready. It's coming. You know, this administration is just crazy. It's you know, there's we're just like forgetting. You know, the way things are supposed to work. We're just bypassing the Constitution. Uh, Congress creates law. Congress hasn't come down and said, hey, these items are, you know, are part of the NFA list. Congress does this. Congress adds things to the National Firearms Act. 
You know, not your alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, not an agency of the federal government. That's Appointed not, members. Yeah, that's not how the that's not how things work. You know, but here we are today. And so, you know, you need to contact your elected official, contact your U.S. senator, contact your U.S. congressman or congresswoman and say, hey, you know, something needs to be done. This needs to stop. You know, make sure it's a pro-Second Amendment uh, senator and pro-Second Amendment congressman or congresswoman, congressperson, to make sure that you, you know, give them a call and let them know something needs to be done. You know, because this cannot stand. Right. Um, but we're talking about, man, we're talking about the shootings. We're talking about mass shootings that, you know, there's so many shootings, you know, Zach, that have taken place in Austin, Texas. You know, we've had shootings, you know, man, it's, it's, been, it's been crazy. It's like the Wild Wild West, you know, South by Southwest is a shooting, you know, ACL Festival, something. Go- Every time there's a major event in Austin, Texas, there's some type of, you know, really bad shooting downtown. And, you know, we've had... Uh, a combination of things have happened, you know, with COVID-19, you know, because of you know COVID and because of the liquor license and things of that nature, you know, that kind of changed the status of the gun status in some of the bar slash restaurants and whether or not you can take a gun or, you know, or a knife over five and one inches out of a, a bar or a restaurant. So, you know, some things have changed because of that, because of COVID. And if you don't understand that, I suggest you take a likes to carry handgun course so you can understand what the law is. Well, it sounds like it may or may not be the same individual doing these shootings. Yeah. And so, yeah. So allegedly, in all these shootings, the ones that we're talking about today, allegedly, this is going to be the same group of people. Same group. Allegedly, in all these shootings. And I'm telling you right now, that is a shame. And your district attorney, your elected official in Travis County has done nothing, nothing to address this or stop it. They've had the opportunity to save lives, and they've done nothing. But what they will do is they will stand in front of you in the news at 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock and tell you that they're trying to reduce gun crime is what they'll tell you. We're trying to get illegal guns off the street. We're, ty- we're trying to reduce you know, uh, the, the murders in Austin, Texas, and I'm telling you now they're lying to you. They don't think you're stupid. They know you're stupid. They're completely lying to you because they're doing nothing to stop these crimes. We have a mass shooting, had another shooting happen the year before, another shooting happened the year before that, and not one district attorney has done anything to stop any of these shootings. I want to bring into the conversation the Cantors, um, uh, the Cantor family. Uh, Doug Cantor was uh, a victim of the mass shooting that took place in Austin, Texas in 2021 uh, during the, it was during the Rot Rally at that time. And so I'm going to bring them into the conversation. We think we have them on Skype now. All right, Larry, Larry Leitner, Mr. Leitner, which is the uncle of Doug Cantor. Welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Thank you. How are you? Doing outstanding, sir. All right, so we're, we're talking about – we actually spoke with the the mother in Colleen, Texas. Um, uh, we, we spoke with her in reference to her son being shot uh, in Colleen by the same guy, DeAndre White, a year prior to – your your nephew being shot and killed in Austin, Texas, um, and nothing being done. You know, can you give us an update of what's going on with your case, and you know how you feel this is being handled by the Travis County District Attorney's Office? Well, it has some. It's still having some delays from COVID. Um, there's still a lot of back and forth between the attorneys about. Um, well, but kind of what we're upset about right now is they let this kid Jeremiah Tab loose 
after, and he was the one that had the murder weapon the whole time since June, apparently. So he's loose. We weren't too happy about that. We spoke to the district attorney. Everybody keeps telling us it's for the best. I don't see how that letting anybody go. So you tell, <laughs> you're, so you're telling weapon. me that you're telling me that someone was hiding the murder weapon, and all of a sudden they recovered the murder weapon, but they don't get the person that was hiding the murder weapon. Well, they arrested him. He was trying to sell it on social media. Oh, so he was trying to sell. Oh, okay. So he's trying to sell yeah. the gun online and gets caught. Right. Now he he's he's kind of the catalyst for my nephew getting shot because he shot this 15 year old who no no his name's never been brought up but he did a drive-by apparently and kyleen shot a 15 year old in a leg two weeks but never gets arrested everybody seems to know it was him um two weeks later he finds out that the 15 year old is on his way to sixth street jumps in a car with actually two cars with all his friends go down to kyleen they meet on the street and that's when this third individual, Jeremiah White, pulled out the gun and just started shooting. Mm. Mm. And then apparently this kid, Tab, they all left with the murder weapon, went back to Kyleen. And apparently he's been holding on to it for six months and eventually tried to sell it on the Internet. And that's how the detectives, thankfully, are pretty alert. Uh, they went up and arrested him. All right, we're, and, we're, and we're talking about Colleen, Texas, right? You know, Correct. man, I tell you, it's just this is just insane. You know, it's insane to me how you know you can. It, it's this is how these people graduate to the next level. You know, they don't. There's no response. There's no accountability whatsoever. So since they're not held accountable for the first incident, then they graduate. They have street cred. You know what, man? I got away with that right there, boy. I can get away with anything. You know, I'm, Absolutely. I have no fear. That's where I'll pop a cap in anybody now. So they let me get away with that. Let me go on to the next thing. Anytime someone does something to me, I don't like what they say, what they do, the way they look. You know what? I'm going to pull my gun out and just blow them away and mm -hmm. shoot anybody. doesn't matter. I don't care because, you know what? No one's going to hold me responsible. I'm not going to be held accountable for my actions. All right. Well, the, this kid, White, that pulled the gun, I mean, he wasn't – I mean, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes up in Kyleen. They're, they're obviously all – traveling 70 miles south to sell drugs on 6th Street. What, I mean, what else is 15-year-old gang members doing 70 miles from home mm. in the middle of the night? All right, so they get there, they have their beef, they start shooting. But White wasn't part of this kid Tab shooting the other kid, from what I understand. He just reacted. I mean, mm. his friend had words with someone else, and he just decided to start shooting. And 14 people injured and one murdered later he still hasn't seen trial yet mm, mm, mm. this is sad and and this is what you know this is what we've elected our you know district attorney to do you know in colleen texas and also in austin texas you know to just let people just randomly shoot innocent people on the street and not well, hold did, them accountable did i hear correctly he went and indicted like 21 police officers oh he has time for that yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's plenty of time for that. I'm fascinated. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah. We have time. We have time to indict law enforcement. But we don't have time to indict the criminals. Well, and there was also, I think, a sergeant that made a made a wrong turn and ended up in the middle of a big protest and ended up shooting somebody, but turning himself in and getting released, you know, for self-defense. Sergeant United States Army. That's right. Yeah. And who's yeah. who working part time for a ride share company uh, and happened in 2020. 
He was a sergeant of the United States Army, working for a rideshare company, picked up a passenger, dropped off a passenger on the 4th Street. He goes to Congress, makes a right onto Congress. As he makes that right, there's a protest, you know, in the roadway, on the on the road in Congress. He comes to a stop. Didn't want to run anyone over. They surround his vehicle. They're pounding on his vehicle. Uh, they're banging on the vehicle, damaging his vehicle. He looked to his left. Someone has an AK-47 with a face mask on and tactical gear at 9, 10 o'clock at night. You know, have he has the gun in a high ready. He figured, man, this guy's trying to kill me or something. So, this is crazy. He pulled out his gun, his handgun between the center console and the seat and fired five shots, stopped him. When he fired those shots, the crowd dispersed. They cleared his his they cleared his uh, his path. He proceeded on to the next major intersection, made a left turn, stopped, dialed 911 and waited for police to show up. You know, okay. any, anyone oh. would do that unless you want to normalize. People wearing face masks and tactical gear, nighttime, AK-47, stopping traffic in the middle of the road and pointing a gun at them. Unless you want to normalize that, something needs to be done. We need to get rid of this DA. See, here, here's what I love, though. When I was talking to detectives and even the prosecutors about the video, all the video that took place on 6th Street the night my nephew was killed, is one thing they were worried about is everybody in Texas has a gun. And when the shooting started, apparently they saw other legal gun owners pull their guns, but not shoot. Now, that, that says a lot for legal gun owners where, you know, they know not to just start spraying a crowd for street cred, as you know, as you used before. That's right. But, you know, if every if every gun owner, gun owner in that crowd started shooting, it would have been pretty bad. But legal gun owners, people that are trained like you and I, or people that have always been around guns and respect them, don't do that. All right. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about that. I want to also go back to the mother in Kling, Texas. I want to talk to her. I also want to talk about the shooting that happened, uh, man, before the shooting that happened in Killeen, Texas. There's another shooting that happened in Austin, Texas. Got a video I want to show you to see what happened there and how we're, you know, all these cases are all linked the same. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Talk 13-7, the right choice.
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, I want to go back to the mother in Queen, Texas. Uh, Nicole, um, bring you back into the conversation. Nicole there, can you hear me? Yeah. I, I hear I hear a lot in the background there going on, Nicole. Radio. Radio. Hey, right. I'm here. All right, Nicole. So uh, we have uh, Larry Leitner on the phone, uh, and his nephew was the victim of the mass shooting that took place in Austin, Texas in 2021. And then, and then we have, um, I want to talk about your case one more time of what happened to your son in Colleen, Texas, that took place in 2020. Uh, give us a little recap of what happened there. So your son went to the store in 2020, um, going into a store. Uh, the the girlfriend, the girl that he was with recognized uh, a gentleman that was in the vehicle. She went over, gave, uh, gave a hug to one of the guys, I guess one of the guys there in, in the group. Uh, your son looked back at the guy in the vehicle. He didn't like uh, oh, DeAndre kidding. White. Didn't like the way he looked at him, and he just pulled out a gun and starts just firing. Just started firing shots. Nine bullets were fired into your vehicle. So, um, what happened is we was we got we got home, and I got a phone call, and someone said they got shot. And and I was like, because I never thought it would happen. I said, "Who got shot?" I said, I, I, could, "I said, who got shot?" So they said Chucky and his girlfriend at Mickey's. So I went to Metroplex Hospital, and I saw my car, and it was riddled with bullet holes, nine. And I'm like, "What happened?" And my son said he got he he came out of Mickey's. Kiki, that was her name, hugged the female. Like, hey, how you doing? You know, we good? Yeah. Then my son looked at the guy, which was Andre White. My son said he had dreads. He said, Mama, I don't even know him. He had dreads. Because of my son looking at him, why would you shoot somebody because they look at you? Hmm. And that's when he pulled that gun out and shot my car up nine times. Because he's a thug. That's why. And that's what thug. Young ass. I and that's what that, that's person. what thugs do. There you go. Yeah. All right. And so my son is terrorized. My son is so he is terrorized. And I told him, I said, you know what, son, I'll be terrorized too. I was in the army, and I got shot at, and I was in the army. I did ten years. Let somebody pull a gun out and shoot me. I'm ready to shoot you back. But my son was never in the army. Hmm. I understand his fear. I do. Now, I do want to change gears a little bit and talk about another shooting that took place in Austin, Texas. A young man, Tyler Allison, was actually leaving 6th Street this one particular day. And this happened in 2019. And he was standing across the street from the Austin Police Department waiting for an Uber to pick him up because the Uber couldn't pick him up where he was located. He had walked walk down toward I-35 next to the police department and get picked up there. And so we actually have a video of the aftermath of this. And so Tyler goes down, you know, he's standing across here from the Austin police department over by the gas, uh, just across from the gas station there. And he's waiting on his Uber to, to meet up with. Him. And all of a sudden these guys start firing shots at each other. And Tyler gets caught in the crossfire and gets shot in the leg. And we have a video of it. Take a look at this video.
All right, so and 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 once again, you know, you, you have a gentleman there, uh, one guy you saw actually trying to fix the malfunction in the gun. The the gun he he's actually trying to re, he was trying to fire back at back at the individuals that were shooting at him and he couldn't he couldn't fix his malfunction. You know, he had a double feed going on there and he couldn't correct the double feed. And then the awesome police department showed up and said, "Hey, drop the gun." So the guy, you know, sits down, drops the gun. He complies with the police officers. They put him in handcuffs, take him off to um, and he was actually shot also. They take him to the hospital. And then also they take Tyler to the hospital. And this guy got into an altercation with the other gentleman. That's why he ended up getting shot at. And Tyler just happened to be a person that's standing on the just waiting for Uber to come pick him up. And we were supposed to, we, we had Tyler scheduled to be here in studio. And unfortunately, his grandfather died. And so we had to travel out of town. So our thoughts and prayers are with Tyler and his family. And in, in their time of need right now to get that taken care of. Uh, so he couldn't be here on the show. So he had to fly out of town. But um, yeah, so Tyler you know, sitting at the hospital and he's sitting in the hospital room. He, you know, they, he, they have him handcuffed to a bed, you know, and they're looking and he's looking in the room, you know, looking out the room. And he's seeing this guy being wheeled down the hallway. Who was actually one, you know, the guy that we saw in the video here that had the, the gun uh, trying to clear the malfunction to shoot back at the people that were shooting at him. They wouldn't t let Tyler Allison make any phone calls or anything like that. And he shot. He couldn't tell his his mother, his father, anyone that he'd been shot. He's in the hospital or, or anything. And so finally, they did get everything cleared up, you know, knowing you know, he was an innocent victim just waiting for Uber to come pick him up. And no information is being, you know, given to this guy. And guess what? Guess what all this has in common? Allegedly, we're talking about the same group of people, the same group of individuals, you know, that involved in all the other shootings, the mass shooting that took place in 2021, the shooting that took place in Colleen, Texas, same group of people from Colleen, Texas. That's right, folks, involved in the same shooting. And nothing was done in 2019. It's a continuous problem. You know, we're talking about the same problem. They're continuing every year. They have their and they have street cred. They have dead bodies on their name. Ah, we got street cred. That's right. We got a dead body. I got three. I have, you know, a dead body. I have, I have a bunch of people uh, that were shot and killed in a mass shooting. You know, that's right. So don't mess with me because I got street cred. And they know they're not going to be held accountable at all because you're not going to hold your DA. You're not going to hold that district attorney, Jose Garza's feet to the fire to make him prosecute, bring these people to trial so they can answer to what they've done. And on the phone, we have one of the victim's mother on the phone, and she has a message for the district attorney. And so, Nicole, what's your message for the DA? What would you like to happen to uh, Mr. White, DeAndre White? Can you hear me? I hear you. I want to say you hear me. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. So um, I called a reporter today. I did. I hope Lightner can hear me. I called every reporter today, and I told the story, and I said I got a phone call today, and I'm going to be talking to Michael, you. And let me tell you, the reporter told me I'm interested in your story. <laughs> so when I called her, she said, I got something else going on right now. It's an accident in Clean, Texas. And I understand that because she's a reporter. 
So she's going to come back at me, and she's going to talk to me. She's going to call me. My thing is, I want Andre White to receive every punishment that he can get. Because you could have killed my son, and he killed Lightner's nephew. You allowed 19-year-old boy, little boy, and you, you fired that gun because you don't care. How you get a gun? That's all I want to ask. How you get a gun? Because my son looked at you, and you feel like you could pull a gun out and shoot him? No, sir. No, you can't. And the thing about me is I was a correctional officer for 10 years. I was in the Army for 10 years. You would not. I mean it, will not get away with this. You would not, I mean it, you would not get away with this 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 stuff that you have done. You think, is, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it like, um, I want to say, is it a game? Mm. I don't care what I told my son. Listen, radio people, because I'm going to say that. My son said to me, my son is traumatized. I looked at my son, I said, Drew, I said, Chucky. I said, Drew, because he's my husband. I said, Chucky. Don't worry about it. I said, I'm going to tell you something. Andre White going to get his. I said, because he got away with it. I said, he's going to do something else. He thinks he can get away with it. And he did. He, he did something else. I don't care about, I don't care what people hear. I don't care about Andre White. I Because I was a correctional officer. I don't care if Andre White gets the death penalty. Andre White deserves what's coming to him. You're a 19-year-old kid. You carry that gun around, and then you can shoot people. You deserve death penalty. And the day that Andre White stands in front of that judge, I'm going to be there looking at it. I don't care. I have no sympathy for you because you didn't care about nobody else's life. I don't care. Andre White family, I don't care. I don't care. I have no sympathy. I want him to die. And I said that. Thank you, Nicole. I appreciate that. That's Nicole. I, I the, want him to die. Nicole's the mother of the young man that was shot, uh, Charles Davis Dre, in Clean, Texas. We come back from the break. I want to bring in Lawrence Leitner, uh, the uncle of Doug Cantor, to talk about Doug and, you know, what he expects to, you know, to happen in his case uh, with the murder of Doug Cantor in Austin, Texas, doing that mass shooting, you know, his upcoming visit with the district attorney in Travis County, what he expects to happen there. We come back from the break. We talk about that and more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Chat Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back. I want to bring into the conversation Lawrence Leitner. He's the uncle of Doug Cantor, who's actually shot and killed during the mass shooting that took place in Austin, Texas uh, in 2021 during the ROT rally. And so, Lawrence, you know, I want to bring you back into this conversation again and tell us a little bit about Doug, you know, the type of person that Doug was, because um, people need to understand, you know, that Doug had just graduated college. You know, still doing other studies, uh, had a nice job, 
and decided to come to Austin to, you know, take a little break, vacation, and was just, you know, having a good time and just happened to get caught in the crossfire as every single person that was there that was shot that day and, you know, ended up dying and losing his life. And it changed the lives, you know, his life, you know, your family, you know, and it just is just over something just senseless. Oh, Doug, I'm the uncle. Uncles are supposed to be tough on the nephews. Right. So I was I was always as critical with both my nephews as I could be to make sure they're going to get better than, you know, just push them a little bit harder to be better. Doug apparently was a hell of a lot smarter than I ever even knew. Um, it was Ford Motor Company that approached him in his second year of college and offered him a job. And when he graduated, he took the job and then he went and got his master's. And it's um, two friends from New York that he met in Texas. Uh, one where his father uh, works for, I believe, as an executive at Atlantic Records, if I'm not mistaken. And the son happened to be down there and his other friend flew down to Dallas. So they all met in Dallas and just decided to go over to Austin. I don't know if it was really pre-planned. I think it was more of a spirit of moment idea. They went over, standing in front of a bar. And the last picture we have is of the three of them on a sort of a balcony across the street from the new the Moose Knuckle pub. And that was about 20 minutes before he was murdered. They went downstairs, they were standing in line to get in, and that's when the shooting started. Mm. And the kid had, Doug had everything going for him. Fiance, just bought a house, master's degree, and working for a wonderful company. And I think, and Nick is in the background there, right? Nick Cantor? Uh, no, he's not with me. He's not, okay, okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just it's, it's really sad. You know, it's sad, you know, to to go out, you know, and you expect to have fun, enjoy yourself, you know, go to a bar, you know, enjoy the nightlife and then, you know, go to the hotel or, you know, the Airbnb, whatever, and then go home the next day or the following day or whatever and go on about your life. You don't expect to lose your life or to be shot. You know, it, yeah. it's just it's just insane. And it shouldn't happen like that. That's not the city that we've we built that's not the austin that we know and unfortunately we've elected people into office in this town that have you know have uh, created policies that allow this culture to just persist and to grow in austin texas and you know people have got to wake up you've got to wake up and do something with our city council we need to elect a different city council, a different mayor. We need to get rid of this district attorney because if we don't, then nothing is going to change. Uh, because I, I've shown you case after case where this has this has actually grown. You know, it started from something else and they've graduated up to something else. And look, now they've committed a mass shooting and we had an opportunity to stop it and we didn't stop it. Well, a couple of things I noticed is like, OK, so the criminals are running wild. And like you said before, they're not suffering any penalties. But I also keep track of the uh, Austin police. So I get alerts every time something is posted. And I see them in front of microphones almost every day. It's mm. like every time they pull somebody over and give them a parking ticket, they have to get in front of a microphone and explain themselves. Yet they're the, they're, they seem to be indicting more police than they are criminals down there. And 6th Street has turned into a kill zone because it's blocked off. 
it's crowded. And I mean, of course, the businesses need the business down there coming out of COVID, but they've effectively created a kill zone on Sixth Street. Mm. It's we walked through there during the day and it was horrifying. It was like the Bowery in southern Manhattan <laughs> at its worst back in the 70s. <laughs> that, that's what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. And it's really horrifying. I mean, we're, we'll be in Texas. We'll be in Austin next week. Uh, there's some kind of procedural thing we're going to go to at the courthouse. But the day before, uh, we'll be meeting with Jose Garza. And we're really curious. I mean, what does he have to say? I, I hope it's not going to be, oh, let's give the poor kid, you know, a deal. Let him go home with a bracelet for two years. And then we'll give him his gun back so he can kill more people. Mm. You know, hopefully it's not something like that. You know, it's just hard to say these days. Every every criminal up, up here in New York, they you th- they throw Molotov cocktails in police cars. They get a bench warrant and they're back on the street 10 minutes later throwing Molotov cocktails at people walking down a subway stairs. It's insane. Yeah, we, we yeah, something's got to change. Something's got to be different um, because. You know, all the people do is just graduate to something else. They graduate and get, and it gets worse. And unless we stop it, you know, we're just, you know, it's, yeah. Unfortunately, and I hate to say this, you know, we're going to have to arm ourselves. Arm ourselves because, you know, police, I can't carry a police officer on my back. So I'm going to have to arm myself uh, to protect myself against these crazies that are out here. Well, the, the problem with that is just like that couple who were in front of their house when they broke through the gates. What was that? Mississippi, um, Missouri, I think. In Missouri, that's yeah. correct. The, the two lawyers, they're breaking through their gates. They didn't even fire a shot. And the people doing that, nothing happened to them. The two people that assumed they needed to defend their own home <laughs> are still fighting court battles. Right. So, I mean, it's, things have it's pretty much the elected officials that have to go in a big way. Yeah. yeah we, you're, yeah, we're going to have to stand up and, and do something. We need to elect different people into office. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we're talking about all this stuff that's on, that's happening on the federal level as well. You know, yeah. turning, you know, uh, innocent people into felons overnight. Uh, so, you know, just all these different things that yeah, are happening right now, we've got to stand up and say, no, enough is well, enough. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. They're not doing this because they decided, hey, by the way, let's let all the criminals loose. They're being paid to mm. do this. They're being paid by the George Soros's of the world, you know, the entire liberal wing of the party. Mm. They're, they're not doing this because they, they just wanted to. They like the money and the attention. And, and we hope, you know, that that... The gov- someone at the governor's office was able to hear this program uh, to, you know, and so they can look at the things that are happening and how this is growing and, and, and festering. Uh, I hope that someone at the attorney, the Texas attorney general's office was actually paying attention today and how this is growing and festering and how these, uh, these young men are graduating to be mass shooters, you know, uh, committing crimes and they not they're not even supposed to be in possession of firearms in the first place. And so I hope they're all paying attention to this. And I hope that the citizens of Travis County, Austin, Texas are paying attention because we have a district attorney that's not holding them accountable and prosecuting these people for committing crimes and then graduating committing mass shootings, you know, and 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 nothing has been done. So pay attention to what's happening. 
I hope you remember this come election time. If I, if I just say two more things, go for right, it. Right after my right after my nephew was murdered, we received a call from uh, the mayor Adler. And we, he was gracious, but within 24 hours, he was on TV telling everybody we need better background checks mm. for for the 15 year old, the 17 year old, and a 19 year old who couldn't possibly have filled out an application to get a background check to begin with. And then the second call we got was from Governor Abbott who was as gracious as can be, and he was not happy with what happened. I mean, he is 100% against what's going on by the elected officials in Austin. So it's it was very refreshing speaking with him. And he even, he gave me his cell number and I did need to ask him for help about two days later on another issue. And his people were right there to help us. Mm. Mm. So it's, I think it's, be nice if Austin got taken over by the state. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, maybe the people will actually, you know, surprise us and actually stand up and vote and put someone different in the office the next election. I hope so. Pretty much the entire country. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mr. Leitner. That's Lawrence Leitner. He's the uncle. Thank you, Michael. I'll see you next week when yes, I'm down there. Sure. Yes, sure. The uncle of Doug Cantor, who was killed on 6th Street in the mass shooting that took place in 2021. We come back from the break. We're going to change gears a little bit. I want to talk about um, this, the other news that we're talking about happening in L.A., the Los Angeles Police Department. We're going to talk about this witching, this occult thing that's happening there. Uh, we're also going to talk about, uh, going to go to stay in California there and talk about some other things that are going on there. And then we're going to come back to Texas a little bit and talk about Texas because we had a tornado this past week. That's right. And I'm going to tell you what, you know, why I like my American vehicles because they're like a rock. They stand up strong. And also, we're going to jump over to Florida and talk about, you know, uh, some gun-toting spring breakers in Florida and talk about that. And then jump over to Georgia you know, and talk about what's going on in Georgia. Five charged after illegally trafficking 500 guns from Georgia to California. That's right. Legal guns from going from Georgia to California. We're going to talk about that. We come back from the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace. This is Maj Ture. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so, you know... We make laws for thee, but not for me, <laughs> you know, because when you're an elected official, you're special and you get to do whatever you want to do. So let's go to Delaware, home of the president of the United States, Joe Biden. So a court, uh, apparently Come on, man. <laughs> uh, President Biden, he's requested a variance to build a wall. Zach, I said the president wants to build a wall. What? Yes. Around his That's house. That's a bunch in, of malarkey. <laughs> around his house in Delaware. Wasn't this platform all about not building the wall? That's what he said. Yeah, we're not going to build the wall. You know the, you know the thing. But he's going to build one around his house in Delaware. So the Funny Biden, how they do that, isn't it? <laughs> the Bidens have plans to build new barriers around their Delaware home as the nation has faced record levels of illegal border crossings after the president canceled border wall construction projects along the southern border. Now, the report 
was first shared by, you know, up in Delaware by the Cape Gazette. And so the variance request from the First Lady Jill Biden seeks variances from the maximum fence height requirement for proposed fences and was scheduled for discussion after the Sussex County Board of Adjustments on April the 4th. And so months ago, the, the Cape Gazette reported that the Department of Homeland Security with the Secret Service as the sub-agency awarded a 455000 contract to this building company to purchase and, and install a security fence and wall around the Biden complex. He needs to build a wall. Can't have a wall down by the border, but he needs to build a wall around his house. You're a line dog face pony soldier. Yeah, your mama. So, <laughs> so at the time, the expected completion date was by the end of 2021. And to date, the fence has not been constructed. And a public notice published in the March 15th edition of the Gazette appears to explain why. It added that citing the pending variance request that the application's plans include a four-foot tall stone wall along the front of the house as well as a 10-foot tall fence with stone columns along the sides and 10-foot tall aluminum fence along the rear of the house, according to the report. So we'll see what happens. He needs a wall, but you can't have one. Come on, man. Yeah. Okay. Let's come on back to Texas. Boy, I tell you, Texas. I tell you, there's nothing like my American vehicles. I love my American vehicles. You know that? That's right. I love my GMCs. I love my Chevys. I love my Fords. That's right. I seen you driving an Acura though. Hey, hey, shh. hey what's up with that? Hey, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. That's my gonna get you for that. I like Chevrolet too. <laughs> That's not my vehicle. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah. So here's what happened. I, I guess we've all seen it by now because millions of people have seen this video. And that's the, the the famous red Chevy truck that gets blown through the, the tornado that happened on Monday. And I tell you, if you didn't know that we're having a tornado or bad weather on Monday, if you didn't get the alerts on your phone, so sad, too bad. Because let me tell you, everyone was running for cover. People were closing. The bank closed early. You know, different schools were letting out early. Everyone's like, let's go home. It's going to be storms. And so people were heading home. You should have been home by 5 o'clock, 530. If you were not, then you get caught. You got caught like this guy here in the rain. And so, man, I tell you, this red truck, man, Tornado picks this sucker up. He spins him around. He flips him over. And, man, it flips back over on, to, on back on the four tires there. And he kept on driving. I tell you, I didn't know this kid was crying like crazy. I, and thanking the Lord that he's still alive. <laughs> oh, man. Something else. I hope, and I, I'm sure everyone had a chance to see that that video. Uh, it's it was amazing, you know. But my 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 heart goes out to that young man because that was man that was a rough experience there. But I think he I think he's getting a new truck. There's a GoFundMe page there, and so they I think they've able to you know raise enough money to buy him a brand new truck, so he'll be just fine. Let's go back. Let's change gears again. Let's go to California. Uh, oh, you know what? Before we go to California. Oh, this is yeah, it's in California. Let's talk about the um, <clears throat> in L.A. You know, the L.A. police are being trained in ancient occult practices of witching. Zach, what in the world is that? What is witching? <laughs> witching is where you hold two rods that are bent at a ninety degree angle, and you have the shorter end of the rod in your hand, and then the other end you hold horizontally in both hands, each 
a rod. And okay? Jesus tells you where the dead body is. And you basically hold them so that they are horizontal and also parallel to each other. And the then, Lord finds the body. Then you start walking, and the way that I have done it before, I was taught by this old rancher. He swears by it, too. And this guy digs a bunch of pipes and has a well on his land, does all kinds of stuff. Then Jesus comes down and says, there's the yeah, body. Yeah, you just start walking, and then when you cross uh, underground water, then the two rods will actually start to cross. And then the Lord shows up and says, there's the body. God's going to get you for that. <laughs> but he was showing me this because I was looking for a busted pipe underground to dig it up and replace it and found the pipe. Okay. And then Lord shows up and says, there's the body. Is that that's how they solve crime? Is that what they're doing to use <laughs> to find bodies in LA? They they say that they can use this to find bodies. gold in the ground, water, and bodies. And yeah. bodies. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm and start. then the Lord shows up. And then the Lord shows up and shows them where's the body. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna stick to the science. <laughs> uh, because I represent science. Yes, that's oh, right. Oh, that's what you're going to stick with, huh? I'm sticking with that. Sticking with that science. That's right. That's right. All right. So, <laughs> oh, man. There's another story come out of L.A., the L.A. Sheriff's Department. Man, this is crazy. So apparently, uh, dozens of L.A. Sheriff's deputies allegedly to be tattooed members of law enforcement gangs. Did you hear about that? No. You didn't hear about that? Law enforcement gangs. Law enforcement gangs. Okay, so the gang scandal. Aren't they scand- a gang to begin with? The gang scandal within the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department has flared up again with the country's top watchdog accusing the L.A. Sheriff's Department brass of stonewalling this investigation into tattooed gang members within the department. And the department accused, accusing the inspector general of an unhealthy obsession of attack. And so the controversy has already sparked a deeper probe of gang culture within one of the nation's largest law enforcement bodies. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department Civilian Oversight Commission announced Thursday the launch of a full-scale investigation into deputy gangs. L.A. has all kinds of just crazy stuff that happens with their <laughs> law enforcement, don't they? Yeah, using sticks and twigs, and now we got gangs. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Rodney King? That was LAPD right there. Yeah, and also uh, Mr. What's that dude that, that was running? Run. I can't think of his name for anything. Forrest Gump? No, 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 not Forrest. <laughs> what are you talking about? He was, a, he was a police officer, and, he, and yeah, it'll come to me. It'll come to me later. It'll come to me once we're off the air. Running. <laughs> yeah, it'll come to me. What's the situation there? He was uh, actually involved in a shooting. He was a police, a former police officer involved in a shooting, and, and he was running from house to house to house to house. They eventually did this huge manhunt and uh, tracked him down. Oh, you mean the guy that was fed up with the department? Yes. And then he released the manifesto? That guy. Uh, Dorn, right? Dorn! Uh-huh. Jason, Jason Dorn? No, no, that's born. Born. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's all the same to me. <laughs> all right. So, and then you know what? Let's go to Miami, Miami, Florida. You know, because we always got to talk about Florida every show. Let me tell you. So, over in Miami Beach, uh, it's packed with visitors from around the country every year for spring break, right? So, certainly the guns that are are there didn't come on an airplane. So, what happened was, <laughs> what had happened. So apparently at least 100 seized guns were seized uh, in, the fi- in the past five weeks during the spring break season, in addition to two shootings earlier uh, this week that left five people injured in the heart of South Beach's, 
Ocean Drive nightlife scene. So, man, it seems like things are going crazy in South Beach. So separately, police said that they arrested 618 people between the start of the season uh, and March 20th. Sunday was also the busiest day in history of at Miami International Airport. Since February the 18th, which is when uh, they amplified the staffing there, more than 50 percent of the citywide arrests were of people who reside in Miami-Dade County. So all the thugs come from Miami, mm -hmm. not from out, not from out of the state or the city. And so one of them is a 19-year-old Derek Mitchell, 19, a resident of nearby Hialeah, who police accused of injuring two women doing a shootout on Ocean Drive around 1 a.m. Monday the uh, on, on a Monday there. So I tell you, it's just almost like Austin. Correction, that was Christopher Dorner. Oh, Christopher, officer. run, Christopher, yep. run! I remember that. <laughs> That's what I remember. Yeah. All right, let's jump over to Georgia real quick. So in Georgia. Uh, man, you have five people charged with, and this is a good one here, five charged after illegally trafficking 500 guns from Georgia to California. Five people illegally trafficking more than 500 guns, I want to say that again, from Georgia to California where they would sell them on the black market for more than $160,000 over nearly two years, federal prosecutors said on Thursday. The federal investigation began after authorities discovered that a gun used in dun-dun-dun used in a shooting <laughs> i tell you unreal 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 and you know what going to uh, you ever heard of that that capital rioters going to prison party mm -mm. as a capital rioter he has a he had a party schedule where he was going to prison and they said not so fast young man they're over in bradenton florida back in florida again where a young guy was supposed to go to prison and he said, hey, I'm going to prison because I got sentenced in, in the January uh, attack on the Capitol, whatever. And so they're going to sentence me. And he said, hey, I want to have a party. He said, no, we're going to cancel that party. That's it for us today, folks. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and buy yourself a gun. Listen to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.